So here we are, the parables of Jesus. This is take two. You know why it's take two? Because the first one, when I did it, I was sitting in my office, I had the proper microphone, the proper camera settings and all of that. And uh, it just felt dumb. So I'm sitting out here on my back porch now. I've thought about it a little bit more. And you know what I think I didn't like about the whole thing? Is it felt like I was trying to tell you something. And I don't like it whenever I just try and tell you something. I don't like when people just try and tell me something. And so it's one of the weird things about doing these things online is you can't look people in the eye. Like there's no dance. It's like telling a joke into a wall. Like I have no idea how this is landing. Um, and so I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna sit on my back porch and uh, I'm just gonna share my heart on this parable. And there's some guy with a weed eater out in the back you know, 40 up behind me. So you're just going to hear that and it's going to be great. And I'm going to give you the joy that I've got because this is a great story and it's worth sharing. So here we are. Jesus is telling a story in the Gospel of Luke and it goes like this. There was this religion scholar that stood up to question Jesus. He said, teacher, what do I need to do in order to get eternal life? He answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? And he said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answer, Jesus responded. Do it and you'll live. And looking for a loophole, he asked, and just how do you define neighbor? And Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes. They beat him up. They went off leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. And a Levite religious man showed up. And he also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him, and he gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. And he lifted him on his donkey and led him to an inn and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and he gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs you any more, put it on my bill and I'll pay you on my way back. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor? to the man attacked by robbers. The one who treated him kindly, the religious scholar responded. And Jesus said, go and do the same. So you've heard the story before. If you haven't heard the story before, I mean, you've heard of good Samaritans before. But Samaritans were anything but good in the Jewish mind. And so here we have a religious lawyer coming up to Jesus and asking him a question to make sure that he's an orthodox teacher. So Jesus, uh, what do I have to do in order to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds by telling a man a story. But before he tells him a story, he asks him a question. How do you interpret the law? I find it interesting that Jesus responds to a question by asking a question, you know? Like when you want to gain somebody's respect, a good way to gain their respect is by asking them what they think. And so the religious lawyer asked Jesus what he thought, and then Jesus asked the religious lawyer uh, what he thought. And so here we're on equal terms. 
equal ground, level footing. We have no animosity between the religious scholar and Jesus. They're just having a conversation. The religious lawyer had probably asked this question many times. It might have been his go-to question to test whether or not somebody was a little squirrely or an orthodox Jewish teacher. And it seems that Jesus answered well. And then when Jesus asked him a question, he answered well. And then Jesus tells a story. And you heard the story. And Jesus ends the story by saying, so who was the neighbor to the guy? And the man can't even bring himself to say the word, the Samaritan. That was a problem because in their time there was a lot of racial animosity between Samaritans and Jews. Jews usually looked down on Samaritans. I'm sure that the feeling was mutual. And so the man couldn't even mouth the words, couldn't even say the words. The Samaritan was the good neighbor. He had to say the one who showed kindness. You know, in the story, it occurs to me that the Jews aren't painted favorably in the story. There was what, how's it go, a Levite passed by? Is it a priest that passed by? You gotta keep in mind, these people weren't fulfilling the law of God by passing by. So these aren't great examples. But the point isn't to tear down the Jews in this story. The point is for Jesus to catch the guy off guard and to say to him, you know, who was the neighbor? Well, the neighbor was the Samaritan. But in order to see who the good neighbor was, you have to enter the ditch. You have to climb in beside the guy who's been beat up because that's, that's the only person who saw who the neighbor was. You have to take on the position of the person who was in need. And maybe that's, maybe that's part of the secret to this story. Maybe that's part of the point. Maybe part of the point of the story is that in order to, to be a good neighbor, you have to be a person who knows your own need. Because when you know your own need, you can love your neighbor who has need. When you know that you have need, you can love the other person who also has need. But maybe there's something more. Maybe it's like, maybe if you can see that the person with whom you have the least in common actually has something to offer you, maybe you would treat them with a little more dignity and respect as a neighbor. Maybe the person who is a proponent of wearing a mask or can't find any logical reason that we should wear one. Maybe the person who is riding with Biden or the person who's driving the Trump train. You know, in times like these, we've lost the ability to hear one another. We're being trained by our devices to think in sound bites. And we're becoming increasingly intolerant. You know, the people who are supposed to be the most tolerant, they're just intolerant of other things. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Enlightened liberals are just as fundamentalist as conservative right-wingers. Everybody knows who they're supposed to hate these days. 
except for Jesus. <laughs> so maybe let this story do its work on you. And maybe crawl into the ditch with the guy and see the Samaritan walking up and you're as shocked as everybody else when the person who has something to offer is the person you least expect. Maybe listen a little longer. Be a little more patient. Because your neighbor might be the person that's least like you. And maybe that's the person God is calling you to love. And maybe the real question is not who is my neighbor, but who became the neighbor? And that's a question that we can ask ourselves every day. Will I become the neighbor? So what is the story saying to you? Maybe leave a comment. Maybe share it with a friend. And I think I've shared my heart with you this time rather than just giving you something to listen to. So, will you be the neighbor? I know. It's a little Fred Rogers, isn't it? That's okay, too. Until next time, my friends, let these stories, these parables of Jesus, stir your soul. Bye-bye.